0: The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 86.
1: Yay!
0: Nothing quippy? Nothing cool?
1: No, no, it doesn't end in a five, doesn't end in a zero, and I was born in 1988, so two more episodes and then maybe I'll cheer.
0: You could talk about 86ing yourself from this podcast so you don't have to do this episode. Ah, yeah, she did it.
1: Awesome. (laughs) I'm Uh, back again.
0: Audio listeners will have no idea what just happened. That's fine. She left. That's okay. I don't
1: know. Get a computer. Get YouTube.
0: Uh, Anyways, your very vegetable friendly hosts for the day are Chris and Savannah. I think that was the first time I tried to make up uh, like one of those intros uh, that didn't immediately have to do with the thing I said prior to that. <laughs> today, it was all about the uh, the band that we're doing, very vegetable-oriented, and that would be horn yeah. uh, which yeah. I'll get into in a moment, because first, I just want to welcome you to the podcast since it just started. So, hey, welcome to the Rate the Record podcast. Glad you're here. Glad you're hanging out with us, being part of this musical community that, that you know we're trying to build, brick by brick. I haven't done that part in a while, but doesn't really matter anyway. Thank you for being here. Truly appreciate it. And if you like what you see and or hear today, make sure you do one at least bare minimum one of uh, a handful of things you could do to help support the show like subscribe rate share comment follow i think i got that wrong like subscribe rate share comment follow yeah i got it right that's six nice. That's the six I usually do. I'm, I'm psyching myself out here, but uh, you can make me feel better by doing at least one of those things. No matter where you're listening, there's always options to do those types of things. Uh, and you can find all the places to do those things over at ratetherecord.ca. That's where you'll find all the streaming links, like the one video streaming link and the multiple audio links. You'll find all that there. All the social media stuff that we do. You can join the RTR Club for five bucks a month. koficom slash record. if you want uh, early access to content, bonus content. Shout out your, ba- uh, shout out you, I should say, for uh, helping us and uh, reviewing your band's music. We will do all that five bucks a month, RTR Club. Check that out. That's over there too. Album requests, merch, all of that. I was going to say and more, but that's pretty much it. RateTheRecord.ca.
1: So you already mentioned about uh, joining the RTR Club and having listeners submit their music for us to review and talk about. Um, I really want to push that because it has... Occurred to me that I just listen to the same bullshit over and over and over again. So it would be really nice to listen to not only something new, but something modernly new. So uh, please do that. I'm very interested. And I just sit there to an empty inbox every single day. And I cry. It's kind of like that, uh, that meme where it's just that guy just sitting on a bench and in various states of waiting.
0: On bench. I you mean the, the Keanu Reeves one where he looks sad?
1: No, no. I, I want to say it's Pedro Pascal, but it could be someone else. I don't remember.
0: Oh, okay, uh, but yeah. he's just
1: like standing like in a field or something. And I don't know. Either way, um, I want to listen to new music. Please, please join. Please submit your stuff.
0: Hey, and even if you have like a badass single that you released like 10 yeah, years ago, yeah. just you can submit it. Why not? That'd be, that'd be cool. I'll still check it out. We haven't heard of you.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's new to me. New to us.
0: Awesome. So yes, write the record out so you, you can do all that. Uh, and so if you've been to this show before, then hey, welcome back. Glad you're here and glad you've done at least one of those things in the past to help out the show. And just you being here, increasing that view count or listen count wherever the hell you're listening at or however you're listening helps. So yes, thank you. Welcome back. Glad that you're here. If you're new, welcome to the show. We hope you enjoy your stay. Have fun. Be part of the community. Talk about music with everyone else and all that fun glorious ha ha kind of stuff i lost my stepping immediately there that's why i just kind of slowed down but regardless uh if you're new here get used to that because it happens quite a lot but also that that means you don't know what we do here on the show so each week's event and i will choose an album it can be completely at random whatever we want to listen to for any multitude of reason, you can request an album. We've done plenty, and we've got plenty more coming up in the latter half of season five. Or we do anniversary albums too, like today's uh, album, which I'll get into momentarily. As I said, but regardless, we do choose an album. We will discuss it at length, from front to back. We rank the songs, and then we rate, rate the record.
1: Okay, you said that my my audio's off. Was it on there? Was it on that time? N- no. Or when I said off? when
0: I said rate, you still weren't saying. When I said the, is when you jumped in. That's, that's the that's the beauty of no, doing zoom you know polls. What?
1: Yeah, I blame the internet. It has nothing to do with either of us. It's the internet.
0: Damn I was gonna, you just go if, if we were doing this in person, chances are it would be like spot on. Like it would just Oh be like, hell yeah. Boom. Perfect. Well, probably
1: because you'd reach over and punch me in the arm, so I'll start.
0: We rank the songs and then we and then punch you we... in the arm. Rate right, the record. <laughs> and you're like,
1: exactly. <gasps> <laughs> exactly. Halfway through. Ow, that actually really hurt. <laughs>
0: in the uh in the intro there i said there's no belligerence but i didn't say anything about physical violence
1: exactly Blintons we've never is had verbal to.
0: all then so i guess we should start talking about music kind of like this podcast uh says that we do i promise that's actually a thing we do so today we're celebrating an album anniversary which i don't think we've done since public enemies uh uh take nation millions to hold us back on episode 79 i think this is the last anniversary that album
1: might we might be correct
0: well, for episode 86, uh, as of the release of this podcast, it's not the anniversary, yet, but it's August 18th, which is a few days after the release of this podcast. We're looking at the band Korn and their 1998 album, Follow the Leader, turning 25 years old. Oh my
1: god, it ages
0: us. I actually remember uh, when this album debuted, okay? Like, I remember when it came out, when Freak on a Leash came out the first, the first time anyone ever saw that music video. Uh, still got a residual cost, so I'm going to have to deal with that. So the fact that I know it's 25, I was like, what, 9 or 10 around the time this album came oh out. So God. like, holy shit. Little,
1: little baby Chris listening to "Corn," little baby Savannah was still, wi- still listening to the Spice Girls second album.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say like listening to Wilco or some shit. I don't know.
1: <laughs> oh no no, that was later. Definitely Spice Girls, Spice Girls, and saying Backstreet Boys. In I their think infancy.
0: I I had like a, a a kind of a melding pot at some point of age where like pop and metal were going in at the same time. Yeah. So I was still listening to Hanson and the Spice Girls and Backstreet Boys while also listening to like Corn and Ozzy Osbourne and Slipknot and Mushroom Head. They all just kind of came in at a weird time and just kept going in together.
1: Very diversified. I, I can see how that uh, that shaped your musical preferences as an adult. You're like, I'll listen to anything as long as it sounds good.
0: Yeah, and it was at that young age when you, I started discovering music by myself. So I mean, like, that's why I, just, I was accepting of everything. Like, bring it in, bring it in. That's awesome uh but yeah 25 years old corn's of leader one of the most prolific albums to date uh so we're gonna be talking about that album today just because uh you know obviously that's what we got to do for the show but before we do that i guess i'll tell you a little bit about uh the band and the album um I, I, there's not too much of a, a biography to have to read for the band but obviously a lot of events happened between like their debut and this album so discluding some of those and just kind of like giving you a good build up to this album just so you know once again go read about corn if you really want to so corn is a new metal band that formed in 1993 in bakersfield california the band has mostly consisted of the original members throughout their entire career the band was originally formed by guitarist james monkey schaefer bassist reginald fieldy r r vizu i guess that's how you said name and drummer david silviero which i think david was the only member to not have a nickname that and john i guess um The three were originally part of a band called LAPD, which would go on to release two albums before breaking up in 1992. They stuck together and enlisted a new singer and formed the band Creep, but that quickly changed once they instead enlisted the help of guitarist Brian Head Welsh and frontman Jonathan Davis. When the latter two joined the band, they became Korn, and uh, I was reading why they said they picked the name Korn. It was like, nonsense school who gives a shit and they stylized the name cool and i think that was about it so there's no there's no awesome story behind the name or anything like that in 1993 the band started playing some small gigs around southern california and they would eventually catch the attention of immortal records a and r person paul pontius who said they sounded like a whole new genre of rock music and boy how correct he would be moving forward into the 90s especially with the death of grunge right around the corner Uh, they managed to release the first demo, uh, that year called Niedermeyer's Mind, which I've never heard anything of it, but I'm pretty sure it's probably rough tracks from the first album if I had to guess. It wasn't very well received and it was only in very limited supply. But for some reason, uh, record companies took notice of that anyways, despite the fact it wasn't well received. Because in 1994 Korn released their debut self-titled album through Immortal Records, which would captivate the world as this was the first time new Metal had really been experienced. And by the time we're recording this, New metal's kind of in a revival right now. There are music festivals dedicated to it. Deftones are suddenly picking up on like TikTok and shit. So, I mean, like to all of you younger kids and everything in the audience, first off, go to bed. As I said, you're not allowed to watch this podcast. You're too young. Second off, if you're aware <laughs> of the Deftones now because of tech, TikTok, just remember, new metal started in the 90s and Korn was like the pioneer band for it.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: and Limp Biscuit and all that other shit too. But, I mean, that's just like a whole other story of its own new metal would slowly go on to dominate towards the late nineties and early two thousands. I cannot stress that enough. Yeah. And, uh, me being at the forefront of it, I, that was my shit back then. So I, I'm all about it. Uh, it was being fronted by bands such as corn, limp Biscuit, slipknot, cold chamber, deftones, and far, far more. I'm just not going to sit here and list all of them. The album received mostly positive reviews and ca- catapulted corn into the mainstream. They followed that up with 1996's life is peachy, which to younger listeners is where the song twist comes from. Again, another uh TikTok classic of Don- Jonathan Davis just doing his weird scat thing over some metal riffs oh. which we hear in today's album as well so we'll talk about yeah. that later um yeah this was used in many TikTok memes uh, at the point of recording this at the very least uh, we could have just aged ourselves by saying that because This podcast in the future is probably going to be irrelevant now. Uh, That album received a lot of mixed reviews, with some feeling that the band didn't work too long on it due to their exhausting tour schedule. Through a change in producers and seeing that they needed to switch things up a little going into their third album, they managed to do just that with today's episode pick. Follow the Leader is the band's third studio album released August 18th, 1998. It was released through both Epic and Immortal Records and was recorded at NRG Recording Studios in Northern Hollywood, and the album was produced by Steve Thompson, who has won awards working with Corn, Aretha Franklin, Ziggy Marley, and the Brute Blues Traveler. Wow, what a diverse, uh, oh, fuck. absolute diverse portfolio right there. Oh. I think there's some other names too, but I just chose some of the bigger ones I could find. And Toby Wright, who has also worked with acts such as Alice in Chains, Biohazard, Fear Factory, Fishbone, Kiss, Ozzy Osbourne, Slayer, and once again, tons more. And also the band themselves had a big role in the production. The album production process has many notorious stories of partying before, during, and after recordings if you couldn't tell how fucking sloppy this album can get sometimes. There was a constant flow of drugs, alcohol, friends, and groupies in the studio, including uh, one thing I wrote, including the, uh, the opening track It's On, where Jonathan Davis is quoted as saying that there were acts of both oral and penetrative sex going on around him while doing his vocal takes. The album artwork was designed by famed comic book writer and artist Todd McFarlane, who worked on the Spawn series, uh, most notably. The album received mostly positive reviews from critics. USA Today gave it a 3.5 out of 5. AllMusic gave it 4.5 out of 5. Our good best friends over at All Music. Encyclopedia of Popular Music and Rolling Stone gave it a 4 out of 5. And hey, I think we have some new best friends over here, because fellow B-tier enthusiasts Entertainment Weekly gave it a B-minus. I notice every time I mention them now, it's always a B-tier by them.
1: I thought you were going to say five out of five, and I was getting ready to roll my eyes so far out of the room.
0: Entertainment Weekly, can we be friends, please? <laughs> I, I give that relationship a B plus. Loudwire put the album at number one on their ten best hard rock albums of 1998, and <laughs> Digital Dream Door has it at number seven. Uh, at number seven out of 100 of 100 of the greatest albums of 1998 list. For perspective on that particular number two, I had to write this, especially because of uh, I'm sure you have a great review for this album by the way. Uh, from perspective on that, in the same year that this album came number seven on that list, they beat out Jay Z, DMX, System of a Down, Elliott Smith, Whitney Houston, Beck, The Offspring, Marilyn Manson, The Smashing Pumpkins, and many other huge notable acts Uh, the album appeared at number one on many charts including the u.s billboard u uk rock and metal albums new zealand albums canadian albums and australian albums the album even managed to hit number two on the greek album charts in their 2022 weekly performance chart yes on the greek charts this album is still there apparently or at least as of last year i should say that's That's fucking insane. The album has gone 11 times platinum, five in the US, three in Canada, three in Australia, and four times golden in just as many countries. The album also features guest appearances from rapper Ice Cube, Limp Bizkit frontman Fred Durst, rapper Trey Hardson, AKA Slim Kid 3, and comedian Cheech Marin in a secret track, which I wish stayed secret. The album spawned four singles, All in the Family, Got the Life, Freak on the Leash, and BBK.
1: I am surprised that there are any other singles just aside from Freak on a leash and got the life.
0: The only two that anyone was aware They're of. They're the only ones um, I've ever heard. To be fair, All in the Family was apparently a weird promotional track before the el- like before anything in the album was truly promoted. Yeah. And BBK, I I don't even recall that being a single.
1: Um, I think whatever drugs band was on, they were giving to the record. They were giving the, uh, the record execs the same drugs. And that's how all of this happened.
0: Well, uh, I know that, um, apparently when Jonathan started doing vocal takes for it's on, like that was one of the first songs they did for the album. And that was when we had all the sex acts going on around him. Apparently he refused to start until he was given an eight ball of Coke.
1: As someone who doesn't do doesn't do hard drugs and has never done hard drugs, one don't know how much that is. Two, uh, unfathomable. And three, yeah, I can see that.
0: I think I think any pub ball is just a bump, but I I don't oh, really know. I'd, I'm, I I've never done coke, but also to uh, Jonathan Davis has done meth and he did it for a long time. He's oh, so, been sober for a long time now, but still like he, uh, yeah, he did meth in his younger years, so
1: I probably Fantastic. followed
0: him too. With all of that in mind, I think we can finally get started on this album. How well has it aged in uh, celebrating 25 years now? Uh, How are we going to feel about it? Let's find out. So number one, it's on. Mm.
1: Okay. So this entire, well, this song, which the entire record uh, starts with what I assume to be someone weed whacking outside, because that's what I got from that. (laughs) Uh, But 30 seconds in and I'm already banging my head to the beat. So we have a little bit of hopefulness. Uh it's the corn sound that I'm used to and they would rely on later in their careers, but I am worried that the whole album will just be a run of this like similar sounding songs.
0: You're so pessimistic.
1: <laughs> I normally turn out correct. So we will see. Well, I mean, <sighs>
0: considering that the first two albums had a very similar sound, this album, yeah. I mean. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, issues kind of like started experimenting a little more, but that came later, so we can't even uh, really bring that into the fold right now. I will start with a blanket statement for the entire thing, uh, like regardless of our thoughts on this album, starting from here on out until we get to the end, I will always appreciate the well, one thing I'll always appreciate about Corn is their unusual like layering and composition methods that they use, like mm-hmm. especially between um head and monkey, like Brian and James, uh the guitarist, because they just they approach guitar work very unusually. And it's like a, it's a weird mix between industrial music, metal and hip hop that they use. Okay, And it, it's it's so different as compared to anything else that you would have listened to at the time. And even like today, like some of the sounds that they use are still like really interesting. So I will always give them that much, no matter how I feel about some of their songs.
1: I am afraid that going further with this review will change your opinion on me as a person, but I I guess we shall, I guess we should. Ah, yes. I don't think highly of you anyway, so it wouldn't matter. Um, I, I could be the happiest person, but as soon as I hear the song kick in, I want to fight someone, which I think fits with the song title, you know? Yeah. It's Um, on. And like, I guess, uh, to be candid, I haven't really heard corn outside of the singles. I know there's a lot of bands that we do that that's the case, but that that is really the case here. Um, whatever has a music video or whatever somebody has sung or hummed, I'm like, oh, okay, I know that song, but that's it. Um, so if I am incorrect on certain things, uh, tough. Uh, it's willful ignorance at this point. And the vocals aren't my favorite here because I do compare them to other songs that I have heard by them. There's something grating about it. I can't put my finger on it. Uh, It gets better going forward. It might just be sort of the lower sort of singing rather than the yelling. Um, That is just, it doesn't sit as well with me um, as other things. The next song, next couple songs being a good example, sounds better in those songs than it does this one.
0: And I I agree, there are some vocal parts on this album that I'm I'm not too fond of, and then there's others where it's just like, okay, this one feels better, it fits.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a comfortable.
0: I like the chorus, the way he sings that, but yeah, the verse is like that weird unhinged thing. It's like, it's kind of weird to start off the album like that, I guess, like vocally, but I mean, whatever, because he he does it a few more times, it's like, well, at least you're staying consistent, not just getting crazy for one song. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, oh God, I wanted to go back for a minute. Uh, God, what we were just saying earlier. Oh, okay. So I'll, I'll find out how correct I am soon, but I can already tell I'm probably going to be correct. Anyways, it's just, there were some songs on this album. This isn't one of them. But there were some songs on this album. And I'm pretty sure we can point them out as we get to them where I was listening to it and just sitting here with my eyes closed, thinking to myself, like there's no in between. She fucking hates this album. <laughs> i have a feeling that it's just not going to be a very good score and just there were two or three songs i think yeah three songs exactly where it's just like head in my hands i'm like if my head's my hands where the hell is her head like buried in, <laughs> in the toilet <laughs> so toilet that's, that's what's going to make this review very interesting going forward uh but I'll, I'll kind of bring it back around on um on the song at the very least um yeah. Their eight string guitars that they use are great because they're really good at filling out like that, that soundscape. It adds a good, like clean low range, especially because Feely does like a lot of like percussive thumping on the bass. That's very like, oh, yeah. it's extremely percussive, which that that's his style. That's what he's known for. And people love it, but it can get like a little annoying. But then again, like when I try to think of an actual bass line for a corn song that has just the clicking and clacking, it's just like nothing else is going to work here. Yeah, so I I don't know. So it's nice that these eight string guitars, though, have that low range to kind of like fill in for that. Uh, Despite the vocals, though, I think this is a good track to open up the album. It kind of gives you an idea for like how heavy this is going to be, how creative some of the riffing can be, and just like a good amount of energy to get everything kicked off.
1: Okay, well, the disagreements start right from the get-go. I thought it was a little weak for an opening track. I felt that the only payoff here was repeating the title over loud guitars, which, don't get me wrong, sounds killer, but there's really nothing else to get me excited about the album. Until track two comes in, I'm like, oh, okay, this is good. But I don't think track two should have started it. I think a song farther into the album would have been a better introduction.
0: I wonder which one that's going to be.
1: And it won't be
0: too far from here. I think "Freak on a Leash" is a good follow-up. So actually, let's follow it up right now. Song number two, "Freak on a Leash." Um, I mean, this is the the this is the song. This is the corn song. This mm-hmm. is the one that like anyone and everyone would likely know. Uh, its music video is. F- fucking incredible
1: it scared me as a kid corn just scared me in general as a as a small because child. jonathan's
0: growling and scatting all the time and like the mm-hmm. guitars were low and heavy as fuck so like yeah. it was a little it's kind of like um when you first hear slit knot and you're like they scared like me because of the masks well yeah they're screaming the masks are scary and i mean like was a song like there's a song yeah. called prosthetics that if you're young enough can scare the shit out of you just by the way it sounds yeah. sounds like yeah. something's screaming in the background it's terrifying but i like it as yeah. an adult uh yes. but freaking elish though yeah again this is the corn song and i don't know if in the last track too like this song is a prime example of that very creative like layering composition mm-hmm. composition i really love the guitar work in this one because again it's just like they didn't have to solely rely on like the like just like low chugging or whatever like it was like a lot of high-pitched stuff a lot of effects and everything like that so i really like that kind of stuff it makes it stand out and actually feels more memorable that way
1: yes uh speaking about memorable the chorus is based The chorus is bass filled and meshes with the verses quite nicely with the memorable pre-chorus. Right now it's in my head. It's nothing that'll ever go away. There are a lot of songs on here. Spoiler. I found, I couldn't find hooks or the hooks didn't get me personally. This one, it got me, it strangled me. And now I owe my life to it. Um, The imagery for this music really gives me like damp cave like a finger 11 music video it's just like a damp cave where you get the water dripping and then they're like i don't know that's what i get from this it seems very like dark and dingy and i don't know it's gross but i like it i like it it's interesting
0: because i can remember the video so clearly like that's all i can think about just like a bullet flying through neighborhoods and then like the band standing on the background that they blasted through with a shotgun and just the light blaring through and everything like that yeah that's, that's all I can think of with imagery. I don't think there's much imagery I get from this album, just because, again, it reminds yeah. me of, like, one thing or another.
1: Yeah, or it's all the same image over
0: and over. Uh, I mean, ugh, shit, there is one song on this album that uh, I, I I can't even talk about on YouTube, I don't think. Uh, and now that I know what the song is about, I can't get that image out of my head, and it's fucking awful. And I'll kind of talk about it a bit when we get there, because it's it's not cool. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so uh, i will say the, the cor- pre-chorus and chorus obviously are like the best part of the track but the the, the verse is nice too because i love the bass groove and it. it's not clickety clacky bass you just get like an actual bass line going through the drum groove is real good i really like it uh but yeah that pre-chorus and chorus are just like the payloads here like they are kind of what you paid to see type thing uh i love that it sounds heavy without going overboard and also the use of tom drums in the course there's no cymbals. it's just like uh-huh. tom drums and percussion and all that kind of stuff I thought that was a really interesting choice. It really paid off. Like you think that that would like without the symbols, it would pull back the intensity. But no, it's mm-hmm. great the yeah, way. Maybe it that's
1: why it feels like all dark and damp, where there's nothing bright about it. It's all dark and deep, and maybe that's it. I never notice when there's a lack of symbol. I only notice when there's far too much.
0: Yeah, like th- there was no like crashes leading the way or anything. No yeah. hi hats or like rides. It was just like tom drums, like snare kick feel he's got his percussion going on. So that really added the extra percussive feeling to it. So Uh just, it worked really well. Uh, and even though it sounds silly, I know we would have to talk about it is Jonathan David scatting in this Uh song. Uh, he, he's been doing it since I only think life is peachy. I don't think he did it on the first album that I can recall. Uh Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's silly and everything like that, but um, I think the song would sound awkwardly empty without it. It's just his trademark. It's pretty yeah. endearing, so it works in this one. And it's even funnier watching people trying to replicate it.
1: <laughs> okay, so I won't. Um, I, I only had a couple notes. Uh, now it's one less. Um, the backing vocals that sound like they're underwater are a nice touch uh, underneath the chorus. I there are a couple songs that have it. Never gets old. I really enjoy that. I think it sounds great. Because
0: they're pretty light uh, as it is. Yeah. So like they don't they don't like push through the headphones or anything like that. They're just there and they're comfortable.
1: Like, as, as an example for Got the Life, the next track in the chorus, you kind of got that uh ah, in the background as he's singing. I love that. It's like a softness in the hardness of the song. And anytime they put that, it doesn't get old. I like it a lot um i like it here um there are parts that it feels like i'm listening to an exorcism um now before uh chris made me a little self-conscious about trying the jonathan david scatting i said it was funny i did not make um, him fun of people i, yeah, I, I enjoy
0: watching because some people do it really well
1: i know but i don't and my face i can already feel is getting red um and warm because i feel Doing embarrassed it for kofi
0: exclusively uh, i'll put this part out and put it on kofi All right, we'll move on now. Song number three, the other gigantic single on this album, Got the Life.
1: Okay, so listening to this makes me feel like a badass cyberpunk queen, and it reminds me when I was a teenager and really, 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 really wanted yarn dreads.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say you wanted the head dreads. Head from corn.
1: Oh, well, I wanted dreads, but I wanted ones where... Um, instead of growing my hair long, I would just take a bit of my hair and then wrap like colorful yarn on it and make yeah, my own
0: dreads. Like the cyber goth look. Or yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. Oh
1: my God. I was all about that, but I was such a loser that I could never pull it off.
0: I was, I was thinking of the head dreads because he's, he's got like, just like these weird strands of hair that come down. He's got like these hooks at the bottom of them.
1: Oh, I never noticed. Yeah.
0: That became a very iconic look in the metal scene in the late nineties. Oh,
1: interesting. All the
0: fans who would uh, replicate that particular haircut. <laughs> Uh but yeah, I love the main guitar riff that opens up this track. It it also goes to the chorus as well. It's catchy, it's easy on the ears, everything like that. So they do a really good yeah. job with it. Uh and the drums are a great st- standout in this track too. Like there's a lot of good st- standout stuff, but like that and a thumpy bass are really well paired here, especially in the yeah. verses. Because oh, again, yeah. the verse has that like high kind of squealing guitar that's happening just as like a weird sound effect layer. But the the bass and the drums are really driving this pulse here and just it's it's really great to listen to.
1: And the combo leading into the first verse, it's just like you get the hits on the snare and everything. It's kind of like a a mini drum solo going into it and like "Mm, mm, very tasty. I liked it. Uh, Like I said with the last song, the backing vocalizations during the chorus, like uh, I love it so much. It adds so much interest. It's like another layer to listen to that isn't screaming or anything. It's actually quite the opposite. Very nice. Um, And care okay, said that get your boogie on is a little cheesy on. but it's easy to look past uh leaving the bridge and going into the last chorus is an assault on the ears with the bass dead center the guitar in the right and some vocal scatting in the left and I feel a little schizophrenic
0: I think he says, get your boogie on in uh, earache my eye, which is coming up later. He, he like feel the in the studio, just super fucking higher drunk and just kind of rumbling into the microphone. So I think they took that sample and uh, put oh. it here because he, he does say it in earache my eye, he's like, get your boogie on. And obviously it's like vocal manipulation, but
1: still. Oh, definitely. Pitch down so much.
0: Uh, but Yeah, this, this is a great track, though. I mean, even the last 40-ish seconds really makes this song feels like it was specifically written to be a great showender. Yeah. Uh, And if I remember correctly, because I've seen them live twice, once in 2005, once in 2006, I think they played this to close out like pre-encore. Because I think their encore was playing Blind, which was like their first massive single.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think this closed out before uh, the encore started. So technically, yes, it works as a show under because it was. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull things back in now because I'm assuming that we just cut off a bunch of shit for Kofi. So, hello, everyone else. Uh, sorry, we had a big, long story time there and just going to save some time, right? Yep. Uh, so, I think we're done talking about Got the Life. Yes. You see, in, in the edit, it'll be pretty seamless. It's like we just finished talking about, but uh, in real life, right now, we just spent 10 minutes telling stories. So, I forgot where we were. So, we'll move on now to song number four Dead Bodies Everywhere. This song kills the
1: energy immediately with the slow burn of an intro. Um, this one, I would have liked opening the album instead of it's on. I feel like the slow burn intro would have been good to kind of bring in the album where it's like, oh, what am I listening to? And then, bam, it kicks right in. So this is the one I would have preferred to swap with track one.
0: I don't know. I I, I don't think this would be a good album starter. Uh-huh. There, there's something about it's on that works. And maybe it's just like that weird buzzy humming thing that just kind of like, especially cause again, they've used that song to open concerts as well. Uh-huh. So like I, it's associated to me as like a good opener and this one kind of, I maybe should have like been a little further into the album, I think. Yes. Yeah. But I don't so much mind the, uh, the placement of it here at the very least um and i guess what we're describing for people who haven't listened to it yet first off you should go listen to it and you know be part of the community that we're doing commentary um i I think there's just like this really cool creepy opening to the track i i don't even know what it i don't know if that'd just be like a pitched up piano or some string instrument or something like that but it's just like playing this very dark ominous like little line very eerie sounding verse as well so like There's a lot of like creepy instrumentation happening first. There's like some heavy portions too, but it keeps going back to like this atmosphere kind of like dark eerie part. And I think that sounds really cool. I actually, I do like what they're doing in the song. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the chorus is a lot of fun too. Uh, not as great as the previous tracks. It's not as catchy, but I think it's still pretty effective. It's still really heavy. Uh, I like the, like the lower growling vocals, uh, behind like Jonathan's lead vocals, so mm-hmm. it adds like a little more layer of intensity to it. There's just there's some good things in the song that I like. There's like some really cool layers.
1: Uh, what about the sound effect laden bridge?
0: I wrote. Did you, did you like?
1: Did you like that layer? Please yes. elaborate. I did not.
0: <laughs> okay. I did not. It's one of those things that like I liked when I was younger, and as an adult, I'm just like okay, it's kind of endearing. It's fine. Uh. Yeah, So there's weird sounds all over the bridge. Uh, It is a little goofy sounding. I mean like it does kind of have this like cartoonish like haunted house type feel. Uh, So if you want imagery there you go like cartoony haunted house because I'm not even certain what they're using. It could be like weird guitar effects which wouldn't surprise me considering what Brian and uh, James are good for doing. Uh, you hear like a laughing noise in the guitar. You hear a cat meowing and mm-hmm. you see a bunch of like weird other like high pitch droning noises and stuff like that. Is that the imagery I'm supposed to be getting the haunted house? Because that's what I'm getting. I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah. Like one of those cassette tapes you buy at Walmart to play in your haunted house. And then it starts skipping. Yeah. But like the guitars kind of go down to sort of a, I don't know what I imagine to be like a music box type of creepy tone so yeah, that yeah. kind of adds to the halloween creepiness um but i do have to ask how many ideas went into this one song because it kind of felt like a lot
0: well if and this were, isn't the
1: only song i'll say that about
0: consider how much coke they were doing during this album so chances are Why? they 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 finished the songs and then just kept going yeah, because they're just like, no, no, wait, 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 hold on. Like this, this part. Oh, God, that sounds creepy and weird. And then you just like high pitch bend. It's like, oh, yeah, that, that one right there. I like the episode. it's Like, you know, just they get faster and faster with their speech because they're on coke.
1: <laughs> OK, so I do say this about a song very soon, but it is valid here. So I'm just going to read it. How many people were in the room to produce this? Did they confer with each other? Was yes, the only response to can we add this? <laughs> so that's kind of goes off of what you said. So I, yeah, that's production
0: I production wise, I, I'm guessing like upwards of seven because you have the two main producers and then the band, which has five members. Oh, my so word. there you go. And also if they're all, I don't know about the actual two producers and I don't want to speak on behalf of them, but I know the band were fucked out of their heads. Yeah. So when at least the vast majority of the room is completely cracked out, yeah. then chances are you're going to allow a lot of shit to slide on this album.
1: Like wrangling
0: toddlers. More or less, but in, w- if it's just another toddler wrangling other toddlers, it's not going to really work. I guess that, I guess that's true. What is it, blind leading the blind? Something along the lines of that, yeah. Pop calling yep. the kettle black, whatever the hell you want to... What analogies you want to <laughs> use, I guess. Yep. Uh, I, I guess we're good to move on now. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Song number
0: five. <laughs> yeah. Song number five, one of the, uh, f- the first big change-up on the album here. The song number five, Children of the Corn featuring Ice Cube.
1: They have a movie called Children of the Corn, but I think that's about a farm, kind of like Little House on the Prairie.
0: Well, it's not just about a farm. It's about, like, the, the kids who inhabit it because the, the adults are gone.
1: Nope, nope. I'm pretty sure it's just like Little House on the Prairie. So it's kind of weird that the, the name is just so coincidental. It's, one's not off the other, I assume. Um, Ice Cube's intro to the song. Cheesy as fuck. Hey. Okay? What the fuck are they talking about getting someone after school? Was this written when they were 15? Jonathan Davis was 27.
0: <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Ice Cube was part of NWA and they released Straight out of Compton in 88. So he's been out of school
1: for a while. He's older than the members of the band. And he said, talking about their, like, chill, uh, I don't even fucking know. The songs not memorable as hell. It... Uh, Did you know that? Okay, this came out in '98, and "Are We There Yet?" came out in 2004,
0: 2005. Are we
1: there yet? Yeah, it is the movie, the family-friendly movie. Ice Cube. Oh, yeah.
0: I forgot he took that turn.
1: (laughs) Mm, He did. So I am just to assume that this was his last chance at relevancy before he dove into family-friendly comedies like The Rock did in The
0: Tooth Fairy.
1: You kind of look at it going. You had it all, man.
0: You had it all. He's friends with the band. So and actually, Corn ended up appearing on one of his songs as well.
1: As he should have, because I wrote down there's something about this that feels like it should have been on an Ice Cube record featuring Korn as a backing band, adding some vocals. It would have made, to me, made so much more sense if it was a rap song with a rock feature rather than a rock song with a rap feature. Because I... Yeah, it just sounds better that
0: way. Well, I mean, again, they they already did one on Ice Cube's album. It was a back yeah. and forth kind of like give and take process there. But then again, remember that we're dealing with new metal here, so this isn't no. exactly a foreign concept on a metal new metal album to have yeah. rapping on it. So I mean, to yeah, me, yeah, but rap better. It did, I mean, yeah, you say that about a few of the rap things that happen on this album, um, but especially with Ice Cube, considering you know NWA, but just. It didn't bother me so much because like not only am I used to this on this album, but again, we're dealing with new metal where I know some weird goofy shit's going to happen. And so this is going to happen. That's fine. I'm already, I've sold myself to this. I'm here now. So just go with it.
1: It's for somebody who doesn't listen to it and isn't as familiar. New metal to me everyone in it seemed to take themselves far too fucking seriously. So when something ridiculous happens, I don't think, oh, that's them. That's what they'll do. I think you guys are like hard as nails and you come out and you're like, I do drugs. I don't just sing about them or I fucking killed a man in the parking lot. But then if you hear them covering Barney's theme song, you're, it's like, oh, they're doing it ironically. But if you're just listening to it as someone who listen i guess sort of observes from observes from the outside you're looking at it going the fuck is this and you you don't take it in nearly as well as uh i guess you seem to
0: yeah, well, no cause i i get it though because yeah you have like these dudes saying about like anger and pain right? and all that yeah. kind of shit but then there's just like a bunch of goofballs like outside of the studio yeah. so
1: I, w- I would not have known because I listened to this going, this is so out of place. It feels like a necessity rather than
0: a choice. Um, On, on that note too, is like with, uh, with Jonathan's verses, like they're kind of weird quieter parts. They're all right. They're a little goofy though. I'm not super big into it. It's funny how like Ice Cube's act, like his section actually gets heavier and more interesting Uh, in these tracks. He gets some more interesting passages out of it. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh. This song, I I feel, is just, like, more or less an, an interesting experiment. Like, it has some genuinely cool moments, but, like, I'm so back and forth, like, about how I feel about it as a whole.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, it's
0: not one of those ones I'll actively choose, but, I mean, like, there's enough about it that I kind of enjoy that I'd go back to. But it's not Jonathan's verses.
1: Um, I feel like I have made my point, and I no longer have anything to say. <laughs>
0: Fair enough, then. We could just move <laughs> right along to the other single I wasn't aware of was a single. Song number six, BBK, which, okay, as far as I've read, uh, it does indeed stand for Big Black Cox. And it's spelled with K because it's, you know, corn. Uh, but it's called that because um, it was named after a drink that Jonathan really liked in Europe or something like that. And the glasses they served them in, he, for some reason, called them Big Black Cox. And I have no idea why. Maybe they were, like, really tall black Drugs. glasses probably drugs probably drugs probably the meth <laughs> probably the coke uh so yes bbk although the song is like uh, i had to read them like so this is a song about like just drinking is it one of those it's like no it's about being high and contemplating killing yourself cool all right that, that that's that's really on par for jonathan davis
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are some songs that I noticed the lyrics and I'm like, Oh, okay, not bad. Uh, I did look these ones up. And then I felt kind of bad, not really liking the song after that. But um, it's not a testament to the, I guess, lyrical content. It's more about how it sounds in my ears. And the slappy bass sounds nice. uh, But I don't like it here. I feel like it's competing with the guitars and the other guitar and the vocals it's just everything is just all of the uh, sliders on the console are all up at the same level. Um, I feel fatigued, and there is so much more to go. Like half
0: an album more.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, just 13, 14 songs. I had to take a nap after
0: this one. That's fine. You don't have to do it all in one sitting. <laughs> yes, I do, or else I'm prolonging my torture. That's how I do it. I am in an oral
1: prison, Chris. An <laughs> oral prison.
0: No, an oral prison would be the vocal booth while Jonathan's singing and people are giving blowjobs behind him, oh, just like I said in the first song. That's your oral prison right there.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, with this song, though, I do like the energy behind the track, but like, this does feel kind of like a bit of a collection of uh, previous parts of previous songs. So, yeah. hey, look at that. We're going to that- familiarity feeling it doesn't necessarily sound bad though i don't i don't yeah. dislike this song uh more john scat in this song so there you go you got that going uh he's playing I around with it a little him. more yeah i didn't think it was like super needed this time but i honestly don't yeah. mind it though so i didn't complain about it I just like because when he did it in freak on a leash you, everything would have been really naked without it like it would have been really minimal and just oh, yeah. a very weird bridge whereas this one there was a lot going on in the bridge already so it probably didn't need to be there but whatever. Again, I won't complain. It's fine. Um, this is, and also I will say though, this is a song too, where the more I've listened to it over the years, the more layers that get unlocked on each listen. Mm -hmm. And that's even happening even today. So like I've been listening to this album for what, 25 years now, technically 24, 23, give or take, uh, and still hearing some new stuff that I didn't notice before. So, Hey, that's pretty cool.
1: That's good. Um I hope that if I decide to ever listen to this again that the same happens to me because some I don't know some parts felt a little lackluster. Uh I did like the bridge breakdown uh but it did feel like it kind of came out of nowhere and the riff after the bridge was good. Uh I know we're going to go back to the chaos from earlier but the uh the riff right after the bridge was gets a gets a okay hand symbol from me. And then the whole uh it seems like everybody was just saying yes to every idea that was uh brought up and then that's how this song came to be
0: that's how this album came to be
1: yep
0: considering some of the things we haven't even talked about yet that's how this album came to be
1: oh my god what's what's the next okay good we're not there yet
0: we're getting close to one of them though i can tell you that much (laughs) i can Uh, imagine it ain't the next track though. Cause the next yeah. song, uh, number seven, pretty, this is the one I mentioned earlier that I don't think I can actually talk about the song meaning on YouTube. Oh. Cause I, this, this is on YouTube. And I don't even know if audio platforms are totally cool with it cause it's a uh, disturbing graphic, disgusting. Yeah. And like, I'm smiling right now to being nervous because yeah. like reading the actual story was like, yeah. Oh my fucking God.
1: <laughs> so all you can do is direct people to uh, educate themselves.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's on Wikipedia. If not, then I think you can go to like songmeanings.com and like yeah. it's actually like Jonathan Davis has talked about what the song is about and like yeah. everything he writes is super personal. It's either something he's been through, something he's experienced or just something he's seen that's a pretty fucking dark. I don't know if you want to. You you need a strong heart. No, for this We're one. good.
1: Thank you. No, thanks. I all you do is type in corn pretty meaning. And then, like, you know how Google will kind of uh, bold the uh, the context in which you're searching? Uh, I read the first line. I'm like, we're good. And then I, like, uh, closed Can it Can you out, read so. the first
0: line on YouTube or no? No, I cannot. I well,
1: well, I mean, if you change the words, because uh, if we ever want to be monetized, no, that is good. I direct you to Google yourself.
0: Let's just say a very not cool thing happened to a very young person. That's all I can. That's the only way he used to work as an autopsy assistant uh, Mm -hmm. uh, or a mortician's assistant, whatever you want to talk about. Oh, so
1: this isn't just like, this isn't just like, Oh, fantasy. This this, is not a murder fantasy.
0: Like Like he, he saw a body come in that to this day still gives him nightmares. He did a lot of therapy. So what he saw and what the description you just saw happened in real life is everyone curious to read it yet
1: (laughs) so with this song uh, I definitely prefer the music as an instrumental Uh, I feel like as this album goes on all I want to do is just hear the music and that's it um sorry um the effects on the bass sound cool and it makes me feel like I'm in a dream that's kind of cool
0: yeah it definitely it definitely uses like that atmospheric vibe a little more which is it's funny because there's a, some there's some point on the album where I say like I wish they utilized the atmospheric sound more, but like to me, this wasn't the way I would have wanted to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think one of the better ways they used it, and I'll talk about it when we get there too, is in the course of my gift to you. Uh, I thought that was a cool way to use it., uh, but like this one, I don't know. uh the intro was cool, but then I lost my interest in the verse because it got like far too mellow far too quickly. Mm-hmm. so it it kind of pulled everything back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they should have worked into it a little more. Like if they wanted to have this kind of like kind of dreamy flowy kind of sound to this, yeah. at least to the verses. as I said, the course is fine. It's not super catchy though. Like I couldn't really tell you anything about it. That's memorable. Uh But it does pick the energy back up. So at the very least uh, you, you have the energy back.
1: Okay. I think all of my remaining uh thoughts on these kind of run into each other. So I'm just going to go with it. Um, I agree with you with the verses wholeheartedly. It feels like something is missing when it comes to the verses. Maybe the noodling guitar in behind could have been louder, so it just doesn't feel so empty. Uh, When the pre-chorus slash chorus comes in, it fills it out much better. The uh, underwater sounding ahs backing the chorus, which even here, I still enjoy. I will rave on that. I think it just, with the contrast of the music, sounds fantastic, great choice. Uh, it was okay. It just wasn't as good as I wanted it to be because there were little, little pieces. I'm like, Oh, I really like that. Oh, I really like that. But as a whole, it it was just okay.
0: That's how I feel a lot about the, uh, the B side of this album
1: mm-hmm. where
0: it's like <laughs> bits and pieces. Hey, that's pretty cool. But everything else, yeah. uh, you kind of drag. Yeah.
1: And then if you, if you just cut and paste those little bits of the songs you like, you get a perfect corn song, just one. Out of like the remaining seven God, what, songs.
0: What a fucking scrambled mess that would be.
1: Well I mean it would sound like a lot of the songs on this album,
0: yes. Yeah, I I we we can move on because like I, I just I keep thinking uh, of the song meaning and it's just it's yeah. I read the whole thing. Like that's the thing. Yeah. I, I have a very morbid curiosity. Yeah. Uh and reading Jonathan's exact statement of just like, oh, man. I'm just trying to get others listening to Google it themselves so they can be just as disturbed to me. I don't want to be alone anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, there's, there's one morbid curiosity story that will always stick with me. That's pretty famous that I'm not going to go into. Um, But it's one of those things where you you hear, you see something kind of related. And then that whole thing just floods back to you. And you're like, oh my God, get out of my brain, please. I wish I had never read that to begin with. (laughs) I made a
0: mistake. I've read shit. I've seen shit. I mean, uh, I've I've got a handful of shit I'd rather not remember. But I'm kind of glad I do just so I know to never look for that shit again.
1: Mm -hmm. But all those bad things can, can cover up worse things like this next song.
0: Fair enough. Yeah uh yeah the, this, good segue. The, yeah it, it is song number eight all in the family featuring fred durst of limp biscuit uh oh, i'll no. start off just by saying like because on that note oh. talk about talking about how fantastic the song is um this is one of those songs where like tiny little 10 11 year old me listening to the song i used to fucking love this song this was hilarious. Oh,
1: probably you felt like badass didn't well i was like
0: oh they're being so bad oh they're saying yeah. words oh by the mm-hmm. way uh you can ignore the fact there's a lot of lyrics in this song that just don't work anymore. So remember folks, this is 1998 when, uh, this was just like common speak. It was, it was a very different time. So if you're going to go listen to this song, no, you can't cancel corn. You can't cancel Limp Biscuit. Uh, this is old shit. Sorry, not sorry. That's just how it was. They know Um, they're
1: scumbags already. You don't have to tell them.
0: Oh, fuck. (laughs) Um, This song, I'm not even, this isn't even a joke, but this song is a result of like a bunch of drunk metal dudes getting into a studio and having a rap battle with each other. That's exactly what happened. That was. I don't
1: doubt it because I point out some lyrics that are just fucking outrageous and there's no way you could come to that conclusion without an aid of some kind.
0: Some of them are kind of funny, but like it still doesn't hold up that well. And uh, like I don't know, this is this one is so weird because it literally is kind of a rap battle. It's it's kind of like uh Children of the Corn, where it's like you have the the one portion that's kind of like the weird kind of like flowy, strange hip hop part. Then yeah. it transitions to the heavier part. It keeps going back and forth. There's no real verse chorus. It's all just like, here's Fred, here's John, here's Fred, here's John, here's John, here's Fred, and then they yeah. end the song with very weird stuff as well, <laughs> with like very weird lyrics. Yeah, so this isn't really like a uh, a normal song that we usually cover because, like, again, there's more structure to other songs. So there's not really too much yeah. structure to this one. I guess there is a chorus, too, but still.
1: Um, I just want to read all mine um, in order because this was my train of thought listening to this for almost five minutes. <laughs> okay. Fred Durst, I can't wait for this, said no one. This straight up sounds like Limbiscuit. These bars suck he looks like Raggedy Ann. You look like a kid from Hanson. When's the last time you heard the word halitosis in a song? I don't even know what to say about the music here because the lyrics really overshadow everything. Song is okay. I would never listen to this in public or too loud or really at all.
0: Yeah. If you were my age in 98, 99, which you were my age, but if you were yeah. listening to the same music as me is what I should say, you yeah. would have also thought the song was super badass. <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, right
1: I, I had a problem with listening to songs with curse words because it just, it felt, well, it's like, you know, I, I, was, I was scared to Slipknot because they're wearing scary masks. You know, it's like, and he says, fuck the, a lot.
0: He says the, fuck uh,
1: the, my sort of innocence, um, I guess didn't really start to fade until apparently later than yours so uh, listening to stuff like this I would have been like oh my god like I'm not allowed to listen to this but that's when you kind of pull your comforter your blanket over your head and you're listening and you're walking in going "Hey, hey no one knows I'm listening to this and then that's when it all starts to change and then you know you start to feel like a badass you're like I'm doing something I'm not allowed to
0: well, I that's mean, so yeah, cool. that that's how I felt. And yeah. wh- whoever said I had any innocence as a fucking kid. I was listening to terrible music for a long time. <laughs> I, like
1: halitosis, and I can't fucking get over that. And for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's just straight up bad breath.
0: It, it, it's like the worst kind of bad breath. It's like halitosis it's like a medical condition bad oh
1: breath. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous.
0: All right. Let's get back to talking about All in the Family. Oh, that might be another story time thing I have to cut out of the episode. <laughs> Uh, go to Kofi.com slash so write the record. RTR Club, we get a lot of bonus stuff like us going on really funny story times, especially with this album. Here, Jesus. Talking mm-hmm. about Limp Biscuit, apparently.
1: This is what happens when neither of us have anything going on after the show. Gonna take forever.
0: Fine by me. <laughs> um, some of the instrumentals in this song are pretty cool, uh, but that's about it. The song is a yeah. bunch of verses and courses with no real rhyme or reason. Uh, again... Let's ignore the fact that it was 1998 and lyrics were different back then. Yeah. I can appreciate that they stopped taking themselves so seriously, though, because there is a lot of serious content matter on this album in uh-huh. Corn's discography in general. So I can appreciate that they take a moment to do this, but it's still a really weird addition to the album.
1: It just sounds like a Limb Biscuit song to me um, with a uh, Jonathan Davis feature, which I mean, if you think of it that way, you're like, oh, I think that Limb Biscuit is kind of corny. So I'm like, oh, this would fit. But with corn, stuck
0: up sucker, corny motherfucker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I assume that with corn, it's just more, I don't know, more serious, I guess, because I haven't seen any or heard any of their like, I don't know, ridiculous side aside from this. But because I haven't in the past, I feel like it's out of place. But I think that's just because I'm coming in from the outside, not really knowing. But different perspectives are good.
0: I can't wait for the day that we do Limp Bizkit on this show. You know I'm, that
1: it'll end up being me who just said, oh yeah, I wanted to listen to it.
0: I, I don't care which album either. I, yeah. I, I kind of hope it's not Chocolate Starfish. That one's too obvious. I want to go for either an old one an older one or one of the really new ones that suck. Uh, Let's do the newest one. I've actually listened to it from the back. Really? Because when it came out, I was like, I was curious I'm like how good and or bad Kid Olympus could be like all this time later. I won't I won't say anything about it now. Uh there were some decent tracks, I'll say that much. Yeah. That's about all I'll say right now because we have to keep talking about corn. Gross. All right, time to reclaim my place in this podcast, reclaim this podcast, whatever. Number song number 9, reclaim my place. I,
1: mean, I don't it. know what that first line means. So <laughs> I why, wrote it but
0: no. who the fuck knows? Well, I
1: said song started okay if not familiar. Oh, maybe it sounds familiar cuz of it sounds like every other song. I think that's what I meant. Don't I? No idea. I, I don't even write this. I just outsource it on Fiverr and then I just read it over.
0: Oh, I was going to um, assume that you do like a vocal thing where you're talking to your phone, like kind of like just uh, that train of thought, whatever, and just, uh, it makes no sense. It's whatever appears on the paper is what you read out loud.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do type like I speak, so that's not too far off. Um, why do all these songs sound so disjointed? As soon as the vocals come in, I don't care for it as much.
0: See, I feel differently about this one. Uh, I think this yeah. one kind of did it better. Uh, although the verse does kind of feel like some of the other tracks. And once again, uh, mm-hmm. I do really like the way the chorus performed, though, especially vocally. But I don't know. Like, this is one of those ones where in the verses, like, John's not really going, like, super weird crazy with it, I guess. So mm-hmm. I, I, I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, and the bridge is really fun, too, in the song. Uh, it, it's funny because while I'm th- saying all this stuff, I'm thinking of the wrong song. I know what for clean My Place sounds like, and I used to love the song, too. What, what what song am I thinking of right now? It's on this album. We already Dead Dead Bodies No. I don't know. I'm thinking of like oh BBK I'm thinking of. I don't know you know Oh, okay.
1: is it so confusing to think about the song because they all sound the same?
0: Mm. They, they, they kind of feel that way, huh? Sometimes. Uh, but the bridge is fun, though. It gets in that that good atmospheric thing that I was hoping for, like that kind of like metal atmospheric thing. Uh, there was a good build up to it, and it, a good build up into like the last leg of the track as well. Uh, cool use of the tom drums again. I really like that. So, again, this is the kind of atmospheric I wanted for them, uh, like even in the song Pretty. I don't know if that would have fit too well, but at the same time. And also there's like a song coming up, too. But this is what I would hope for at the very least.
1: Okay. I may be a little far off. Um, we're there two bridges because it sounds like it kind dips of. down in intensity and then it it plays something and then it comes back up and it goes back down. But when you're looking at like the time bar, it's around the time that you'd normally have. It's about the start of like the last third, but it went twice. And I felt like this song had restarted again, before it was even over because I heard that, like, I guess, bridge quote unquote twice, but I I can't discern different parts in this song. I just know that I heard it twice and I was very confused and it felt way longer than four and a half minutes.
0: The the second bridge feels more connected to the chorus at the very least. So mm. it kind of feels like its own little thing too. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. But yeah, you have like the cool Tom drum part that I really like. And then the what the fuck part, which I literally that's mean what lasts, the fuck, because he starts yeah. screaming what the fuck like 20 times.
1: Yeah, and that's that second bridge, I mean.
0: That's the what the like fuck that. I scream when someone replaces my salt with sugar and I put it on my spaghetti. I mean, like,
1: <laughs> it, I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my god
0: uh but also uh it's not it's not such a bad song but i will say shout out to that very quick uh ending with one of those like electronic guitar playing flowers you hear for all of two seconds at the end of the song i thought that was funny it's a very obscure choice but it got a chuckle out of me so i like it
1: um i my grandma had one of those and i absolutely loved it it was like this daisy with sunglasses and a guitar and that's then exactly it, what i'm picturing yeah 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 and then when you clap it moves um they uh my grandma gave me one that is a flower, and it's like a—I don't—I don't know. It's covered in like velvety fabric, and it has a monkey on it, and it does the same thing that if you talk, it'll start moving. It—it it is not as entertaining as when you were like six years old. Oh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I—I I don't know. This song was okay. I mean, I couldn't really find the chorus. It really blended into the pre-chorus or. I, I don't know. It blends in, and I thought that maybe it was the pre-chorus or like this last half of the verse. I I feel like there's only a couple really good songs on this album. I did note, were there only two singles? There has to have been. Because out of the rest of the songs, I could not pick two other songs that I would put as singles. Uh, I feel like I just gave everything away, but this song just feels so long. But I
0: mean, this at the very least, this song does have a discernible chorus. I mean, like the verse and chorus sound very different from each other. So, I mean,
1: yeah, but it's like it's like someone telling you, yeah, sky blue and periwinkle are different colors, but someone's looking at it going, doesn't matter. It's both, they're both blue. That's it. You're like, no, no, but this one has a little different of a tone. No,
0: they're blue. This whole song, they're they're more different than that. And not the colors, the the verse chorus. (laughs) Song
1: made me blue.
0: Well, listen up. Here's the story about a guy who's blue and all that blue shit that he does.
1: Okay. So Eiffel 65, I, you keep bringing things up that I have little stories for. <laughs> so so more story
0: time I'm going to count. Oh up. my
1: God. Right. So there, like, there's this thing online. I don't know if anyone knows what it is, whatever. It's hurdle. So it's like wordle, but with music. So it plays you a specific amount of the intro of a song and you have to guess what song it was. So we got for, I think, 90s, that category, we got Eiffel 65's Blue. So all it is, is it goes listen up and then it ends and then you have to guess what it is, or you could uh, sacrifice some turns by getting more of the music. We sat there and sang the intro a cappella uh verbatim and i just look back at him going i can't remember what i did yesterday but i know all of the words to the intro of blue because this song that is, earworm. is sad.
0: It's an earworm, <laughs> ear parasite, ear maggot. It's
1: so, like you you don't hear that song for 30 years. You hear it and you're like, I know all of this. This well, is so
0: easy. That, that's so kind easy. of that's kind of like someone walking through a room and just saying, some.
1: Yeah, I guess that's
0: true. <laughs> Everyone just knows at this point. Yes,
1: that's true. Or it's been.
0: Yeah, it's been. <laughs> Fuck
1: off. Oh, oh my god, earworms make me just uh I don't know. It it makes me consider my own
0: mortality, to be quite honest. Well, having a song stuck in your head? Yes. Fascinating. <laughs> Speaking of someone's mortality, let's move on to the next song, because that's actually relevant. Song number 10, Justin. Uh, And the reason why I say that is because uh, this is another one of those, like, sad type of meaning songs, because the song is named after a, uh, like, a super fan of the band who was uh, dying of, I can't remember, kind of cancer, but his final wish was to meet the band. And it scared the shit out of John, because he's like, why the, out of anything you could do, why do you want to meet me? (laughs) And so, like, wrote a song about it.
1: I feel like I may have heard that story before. But that's actually that's actually better than meeting them, to be quite honest, because people are still he still
0: met them. Like, yeah. he's, he's still hung out with them and everything like that. Uh, I don't know how deep they would have been into writing this album because it's like maybe he heard some demos or something like that, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, usually they'll do that. It's like, oh, you won't be around for the release of the album. So here here's like an early yeah. fucking raw copy of it. Uh, but yeah, so like it was just written for that reason. And he's very straightforward about that. And the lyrics just like, you want to meet me? Why? Like, I wish I had your strength, blah, 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 whatever, whatever.
1: That's actually kind of nice.
0: As I said, like all of Jonathan's lyrics are very like personal. It's either happened to him, something he's experienced or seen or something like that. it's just one of those things.
1: Hmm. Well, I feel bad for not really liking the song now.
0: It's okay. I don't either.
1: (laughs) Okay, good. Good. Uh, okay. So I am so bored of these songs uh I like the heavy aggressiveness but it's like you're scared the first time someone yells but if they're always yelling you don't really feel anything the more it happens you're like yeah yeah that's just normal so like the aggressiveness doesn't really get to me anymore because I'm like you're always aggressive that doesn't hit uh maybe what they want it to hit for me at least
0: yeah, it it, do, it does feel like a little tiresome at this point, and I I think what's one of the okay here's the note that I have It's like the riffing uh, in the chorus specifically sounds like some of the other tracks, but with far fewer notes because for the longest time it's just like dun 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 dun, dun. it's like just one note forever it's just like wow they got less creative with this this poor fan died and this is their song. Um, I do like the experimental nature of the writing as per usual, but at the same time, it's very ultimately uninteresting in the song. Uh, just not a lot of cool things happening. Not a lot to catch me. Um, if they found a good way to cap this song after the, like the middle bridging portion, I think it would have been fine that way. I think it would have been even better, but then you have a final chorus, and that drags on for a long time. Absolutely unnecessarily. So it just, this song becomes kind of like just, I don't yeah. want to say unbearable, but just I would prefer not to hear it. So, like, again, if you made this, what is it, four minutes and 17 seconds? So, like, if you made the song three to three and a half minutes, yeah. probably got a song on there I could deal with, whatever. So, it's a short little thing dedicated to your fan, very nice effort of you. But then just, God, even, even the dead kids probably just like wrap it up. <laughs> I only have so much time here. Can we go? He was in there for the whole production. And John's just like, I'm sorry, the song's long. You you, you want some Coke?
1: Oh my God. Oh my God. And it's all prepared and everything. You might as
0: well. I mean, like, what are you going to be here tomorrow? Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Evil. (laughs) Don't listen to me.
1: That's actually really funny. Uh (laughs) Um,. I found that the vocals don't really match the music in the verses. Uh, I find that they suck at writing verses, in my honest opinion. Uh, did anyone even talk while writing this album? And I do like the main guitar riff, but did they glue all their knobs in place? Because I don't think I've heard a different tone this entire album.
0: No, the tones sound pretty much the same throughout every album.
1: I mean, oh my no, god, I... Because it's the first corn album in its entirety that I've heard, uh, I was hopeful. Um, but yeah, it all just sounds the same. But it's
0: the thing is, because it's their signature sound, they're not going to yeah. deter from it or anything like that. They're going to keep to it because that's what people expect at this point. Remember, it was the 90s and there was new metal. They weren't expecting anything like crazy prog, whatever the fuck, go pop music. They wanted corn, they got corn. So uh, for the new
1: for a new music review, I did one of their new, I did their new album, one of their tracks on there, and I can never say the this. Album, I think
0: it was Requiem. I think that was Requ- the album. Yeah,
1: Requiem.
0: I did one of their songs too. I think we both did a song from the same yeah. album, but it wasn't the same song though.
1: Yeah, I, I hate saying that word. Um, but that was good. I liked that. I raved and ranted about it. It might be the lack of hard drugs. I want to listen to an album right after they all got clean, after Head came back, because I know he left, came back.
0: Found Jesus. Um,
1: Yeah, which is sweet because I would like to hear what clear-minded corn sounds like as opposed to drugged up and off the rails constantly, because I'm sure that the contrast is obvious, and I might actually like that more than this.
0: Well, I know David's gone now, and I think Fieldy might be gone too. Really? So, oh, if, recent, if, if Fieldy's gone, I, I like, are you gonna try to find someone to do all the percussive stuff? Because I know for for a tour, uh, a while ago, Corn enlisted um, Ryan Martinez of Mudvayne, the the basis of Mudvayne, to cover for oh. Fieldy. Uh, he wasn't out of the band at that point; he was just not on the tour. Yeah. Uh, so they've tried other bases and I'd be curious. I haven't heard what it sounds like though. Cause like, do you do the clickety clapping, thumping, percussive bass, or do you do your own thing? Like, I would be very curious to know. So I'm curious uh, I if- know that, sorry. I was just gonna say, if they do have a new basis, I'd be curious to know what it sounds like.
1: Um, they might, uh, nothing on fieldies. Wikipedia page tells me any different, but he definitely was on their latest album.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I could be wrong, too. I could be absolutely wrong. Yeah. I, I thought I heard that he left, so I don't know. Interesting.
1: I hope not. He really is the, he's the base of the band. Literal, the B-A-S-E of
0: the band. Or that are the low-end guitars are the base of the band.
1: <laughs> fair, fair.
0: is just a second drummer at this point. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he's like one of the percussionists in Slipknot, you know? He's not Joey Jordison, but he's like clown or... Yeah. Sid, I can't even write the fucking names anymore.
1: I, I I have no idea.
0: All right, we'll move on. Song number eleven, Seed.
1: Okay, if you insist. I'm um, on you, yeah. <laughs> God, I like how it starts. At least the electrical fry sound effect is fucking grating. The more it goes on, why is it so loud?
0: Ele- wait, electrical fry.
1: I don't know how to describe it. Kind of like. I don't know how to describe it other than it just kind of sounds like a it like I don't know it's I can't explain it because I've only heard this song just to do this so it's not even in my head I just know that it's got like a and it's every
0: fucking and
1: oh my god like a stop dead it.
0: note sound is that what you're trying to do because if you're actually no, trying no. To it, it might not be coming out properly through the speaker it, if you're trying to actually make a real noise
1: it sounds like a sound effect just listen to the goddamn a sound song. sound effect, you say? Yes, it's it's a One whatever of it is. The handfuls of
0: sound effects in the world.
1: <laughs> well, maybe if you listen to the song, you would know what I meant. Maybe you should stop outsourcing yours to someone on Fiverr. Um, yeah, I
0: got to save my money. This is ridiculous. Yeah, right.
1: Um, didn't like it. Uh, I would rather hear unintelligible scatting over these music beds. Uh, I actually, <laughs> I actually just prefer more of that. I want less lyrics and just more of the random. But
0: you get that in this song, but you actually, this is the last one where he actually scats. I want all of it. That's it. I will hear a whole song in that. That's fine. Um, I, I will say after, oh geez, again, that residual cough. Um, about 42 seconds after the intro the actual song starts and I will say uh, being like a fan of Korn's older stuff like uh, growing up like that too. So I'm, I'm familiar with their back catalog. This sounds like this sounds like a corn track. This sounds like their old shit. Like this sounds like a leftover from like Life is Peachy or something. And then maybe it very well is because like that happens a lot where like you'll have so much content for one album not use it. So then maybe recycle it to the next album. Mm-hmm. so I'd be curious to know if this one was a recycled track it just it, there's something about that the riff in this one that really makes it feel that way um another song where the verses like are kind of cool but ultimately uninteresting uh the core sounds cool as it's pretty much what it's been this whole album like verses are okay Chorus is better yeah um it, it yeah it sounds cool but if not super familiar by now because obviously it starts to feel like other tracks in the album. Uh, the energy is still doing, uh, a lot to keep these songs more appealing at the very least. So I, I do like that about it at, at the very least, uh, again, more Jonathan David scat as well. I mean, I, I wrote Jonathan David too. look like at me doing things. Um, <laughs> It's even more unhinged this time. Like, there's been a progression of scouting in this album. You have Freak on a Leash, which was, like, the introduction was pretty normal, straightforward. Then you had BBK, which was a little crazier, still fine. This one goes off the fucking rails because, like, I I do like how off the wall it is. uh, But then I'm wondering why it needs to be here because, like, it was just so messy and covered in effects, like, pitch shifting it everywhere. I was just like, what the fuck is this and why?
1: Uh, speaking of what the fuck is this and why, I don't know if it's the music bridge, but it sounds like random as fuck sound effects and record scratches. There's one that literally sounds like squeezing a dog toy.
0: I think that's just Jonathan Davis with effects. I think that's all of the whole damn thing is.
1: It's like they're, they're sitting there and they just have this whole file of sound effects. So they're going through going, mm, yep. Yeah.
0: Mm, yeah, I gared, too. At, at this point he's probably just tweaking the recording it and then taking the best of and putting it in the song god
1: this was the best okay you jesus
0: know. christ well just for that particular section at the very least
1: and i do have a question for you um so a minute before the song ends it stops and starts again what was the point of that it was one bar that the music dies and then comes back as something else fuck was that did it work it was like they had a transition then that piece of tape or that file was lost it left a dead area and they were like (laughs) yeah that sounds cool let it go i was so confused
0: i'm gonna assume that's a rhetorical question because i have zero answers for that (laughs)
1: Yeah, I, I know artistic that you know more Artistic choice. Than me, that's so. about
0: it. That's, uh, that's, yeah. I, I would point the finger and say artistic choice. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be there, but they left it anyway. I don't fucking know. But you think a remastered album would have fixed that, so I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: I hated
0: it. Um, I'll just finish off by saying this song is far too long. Six minutes. <laughs> or nearly yeah. six minutes. Uh, it could have been like a minute or two shorter. Just been, uh, It could have been just as effective, if not better. Uh, although better, I use loosely. Um, and yeah, that's all I really have to say for that, but I would like to go back for one second about the what the fuck and why as we go into song number 12, Camel featuring Slim Kid 3.
1: Okay, so I don't have a lot of notes. Um, do you mind if I just whip right through them?
0: Grab that birdcage and rattle the shit out of it. Go ahead.
1: This intro sounds like when I put rubber bands on a tissue box and pretended I had a guitar. Okay, the vocals here sound so much more cohesive. The bass is warm and snappy. Same as before, but the warmness is finally palpable. I actually kind of like this one. Scratch that. It's just the same shit over and over. Two minutes and I'm pretty much done. It's so long. Oh my God. That was it.
0: And scene. Oh, I didn't even write the time for the song. How long is it?
1: It is only four minutes and 38 seconds, give or take a couple it feels seconds. A lot
0: longer than that. It fucking does. This is like I will be straightforward and say this is one of one of the songs on the album that, like, even through decades of listening, uh, I don't think I've listened all the way through because I just <laughs> You're never, like hell no. Never fucking cared for it. Especially because when I first got into this album, too, like consider the fact like I hadn't started listening to hip hop or anything by that point yet. Like I didn't start listening to hip hop till like somewhere in my teen years. So uh-huh. like when I hear hip hop, like, although granted, I liked children of the corn back then. It not so much, but like, I didn't mind yeah. it. Whereas this one though, I just, I heard, I was like, this is, no, this isn't a song. This isn't, this yeah. is, this is garbage. What are you kids listening to? I say as an eight year old, <laughs> um, but yeah, another venture into hip hop territory, obviously We're already alluding yeah. to that. Um, This one feels like it could have been far more atmospheric and interesting, but unfortunately the entire song is pretty weak as a whole. Yeah. Not a whole lot of good things to say about it. Uh, The rapping kind of sucks. Slim Kid's lyrics are mid as shit. Uh, John, on the other hand, is just about as edge lord and try hard as you could possibly get in this song did you read the lyrics at all i did not no I did Oh, not. you should read the course okay. you're missing out no read them right now because i want to see your reaction live on okay. thing because would you like just, me to read them out loud please do because it's super cringe super cringe. okay
1: so we're looking for what chorus the,
0: just the chorus just the course there's like four lines in the course
1: uh is it so baby i ask you what do you want from nope. me so baby i okay pass that pass that
0: because oh, that that wow. repeats that repeats a billion times
1: oh uh, Go ahead. I cannot ever... Are you going to bleep me or should I bleep myself? This is
0: uncensored. This I've never censored this podcast before.
1: I cannot ever love another cunt, you trick-ass slut. Love twice and you'll get fucked. You see this time. <laughs> I cannot ever love another cunt. You
0: don't you have to read it twice. It's, it's, the love, it's the same thing. No,
1: no, I would like to. Love twice and you'll get fucked.
0: That's why I asked you if you had read the lyrics, I was very curious because that's why I said he's about as edgelord and tryhard as you can get It's super fucking cringe.
1: Oh my god, Is is this just about wanting to bang a chick? Is that what all this is?
0: Yeah. Actually, yeah. The, the first verse I thought was like a phone sex thing because it sounded like, you know, we reading it now. Talking to, we're talking to each other, exchanging information, all this kind of stuff. It sounds like you're just like literally jerking off to phone sex and then Jonathan Davis with that fucking edgelord of a chorus. Uh, this this song uh not very good i mean the instrumentation of the chorus is kind of cool and i do love that hollow snare drum sound that we get throughout the track that's fine and that's about where the compliments end for me (laughs) right then and there uh because as i said years of multiple listens this song is ass uh it has never grown on me and likely never will
1: yep i didn't mind it until everything just repeated over and over and then i was like you know what? We could have just had like a one-minute punk song, little interlude, something. It would have been fine. And so, and, and then
0: know. you read the lyrics and felt even weaker about it.
1: Yes, um,
0: uh, that that was weird. I could um, never love another kind con- yeah. Like, like, did you have to do that? Like that 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 feels so unfucking. I'm not offended. It just feels super unnecessary to write yeah, that.
1: But how would you rhyme? How would you rhyme anything else with the word slut? But. See how easy it is?
0: You're right. This song fucking sucks. You, 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 what trick ass slut? I want to take you to the mini putt. <laughs> I love something, you.
1: Something, something in your butt. I, I see where this is going.
0: <laughs> I'll put my mini putt in your butt, and then he cries because he called his dick a mini putt.
1: <laughs> what I just say, man?
0: <laughs> take that part out. No, that's already it's locked in. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, it would be so funny to record a rap song like that. Oh my god, another uh, um, like thing that on the list exists. I'll
0: never do. <clears throat> yeah, pro- producer Savannah will happen one day. We've been talking about it for all of season, mostly season five now, so it's gonna happen. All right, let's move on to what I wish was the last song, and kind of technically, is on the original album. This was the last song, and then this as uh, like a secret song after three or four minutes of silence. But regardless, song number thirteen, "My Gift to You," uh, and I'll I'll start this off by saying. Uh, just by hearing us talk the B side of this album has been pretty shitty more yes. or less uh, I'm glad we got a track like this to cap things off for the most part because This is where things kind of got interesting for me again to, to close things out. Yes It feels kind of familiar to other tracks, but at the same time There I was mentioning earlier about the the atmospheric sound this song does it really well while still being heavy dark intimidating mm-hmm. uh, I, I love the, the delivery of the chorus too. I I it's super cool. And also to any corn fan who is expecting bagpipes. Yes. JD brings it in this song. We almost went a whole album without it. He's done it in every album up to this. So you can get that look all you want. He does this in every album.
1: First two lines. Okay. Songs called my gift to you. First line. I fucking hate bagpipes. Second, to line, <laughs> second, second line. Your gift to me should be to never do that again.
0: Uh, The song uh, shoots and ladders and. Ooh.
1: Played that live. I had to
0: I, Google it. Did he use the bagpipes? Dead. I was going to say, that was the one song. There's another one on Life is Peachy that I can't remember what song he does it for. But then this one, there's, yeah, there's this one. And then I think there might be one or two tracks on issues. And then beyond that, my core knowledge gets a little fuzzy. So he, it's consistent. Although not on this album, it's at least in the discography consistent. So I would never dox points for that. Even if you hate bagpipes, Yeah. it's consistent. So that's fine.
1: I didn't hate this one as much as, let me see, definitely didn't hate this much or hate this song as much as some of the others. Um, again, why is this song so long? Last thing I want is a seven minute closer only because the last couple of songs either were long or they felt much longer than they needed to be. So I was like, oh, my God, please just off me right now. Um So I wrote down that there aren't any discernible parts to really break the song up. I did listen to it again after writing that. Uh, I am incorrect. There are different parts. They just sound familiar to each other. So it's kind of like you have to really be listening to kind of pull them out. Um, I definitely would have turned this album off after side A. So it's really funny that you say the side B because... Right, yeah, I I would have shut this off right after side A
0: and missed um, this one.
1: <laughs> and and again, uh, this is where I I got my note from. I do feel like I'm in oral prison. A U R A L. Oral prison, gotcha.
0: Oral prison, oral. yeah. Yeah, oral. But, but see that that's why uh, like. I don't really say it on the show, but to myself, I always think like there's always like hidden treasures on albums. So like yeah. even if you and I'm not talking about like, you know, your, your big singles on side A or anything like that, like you got to sift through some of the shit on the B side. Maybe you might find one or two songs that are really good. And I think My Gift to You is that song. So mm-hmm. I do like it. Uh, the, the length doesn't bother me because I like everything that's happening in it. Uh, yeah, the verses, of course, is very discernible. I think because like the verses are a lot more chuggy, whereas the mm-hmm. verses kind of like I mean, the chorus kind of like spread everything out. It gets very atmospheric. So like, I don't know. It, it's kind of like you take the chugginess and just it all kind of collapses down into like a river type thing. So mm-hmm. I like the way that feels. I, I think they did a, a great job. I love, the chorus is my favorite part again. It's- no surprise considering that's how i feel about like every fucking verse course on this album yes uh the song builds well into the final course as well so i really like how they do that it takes a little while but i think this is a good payoff this would have been an appropriate ending to the album and then on my notes i have but then dot 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 but i'll wait to move on to that so do you have anything else to say about this
1: i don't i am actually ready to move on to that
0: Okay, so this song would have been an appropriate ending to the album, but then, (laughs) dot, 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 song number 14, Earache My Eye. Let's do, I I gotta do a little prefacing real quick. Um, So first off, to the original album that came out in the 90s, I had the CD. Uh, My Gift to You would end, and there would be like two or three minutes of silence. Then you would hear like this song start, and it starts with like... Monkey and somebody else talking. They're both like really fucking high. Uh, you can you can tell. Just listen to them yeah. talk for two seconds. Um, so it, it's weird that you hear that and then the song picks up. So it is technically a part of the original album, and Spotify has it as its own track. That's why we're covering this one. Um, and also, earache my eye is uh, apparently a comedy sketch from Cheech Marin in the seventies. Uh, I didn't read too, too much about it, uh, but apparently the premise of this song is just the premise of the sketch, I don't know, and this song is sung by Cheech Marin. So my first note about the song is when you have a when you have tape left, get super fucked up on drugs, invite Cheech Marin into the studio and do this track for shits and giggles. It's anything but I like the riffs and that's it. Everything else about this song sucks. It's annoying, it's not necessary, it's exhausting to get all the way to the end. This was originally a secret track and they should have made it even more secret and inaccessible. Uh
1: Wikipedia says Fieldy sings this song.
0: Feel no no he he does he does like the lower kind of like weird background like, oh really like, get your boogie on yeah like all that kind of stuff but like the the vocals is actually Cheech Marin
1: interesting the, the high pitched dude like now I'm I'm curious to see if I read that incorrectly because because uh. even
0: Wikipedia said like he appeared on this album so I mean.
1: Oh, this is just doing the original one. This has nothing to do with corn. But
0: yeah, Fieldy does like vocal interjections, but they're like pitch shifted down. Mm -hmm. Like when he says, tie your pecker to a tree. Like that, that was Fieldy. But I mean, everything else is Cheech Marinan. Interesting.
1: Uh, When it comes to this song, did you know that uh, Rush has used the song Signature Riff Live to end the big money?
0: No, I did On
1: the live album, a show of hands. This was like the late 80s. But Wait, uh, the main riff of this song? The main riff of this song, they ended their song, The Big Money, with
0: oh, uh, on hands. So, so I guess maybe technically this is a cover then. Mm-hmm. Because if Rush is playing the main riff, then this, this version of the song came out in 98. So maybe the one in the 70s wasn't just a comedy sketch. Maybe there was actually music to it. I don't it know. Says. I haven't heard it. I know nothing about it. So...
1: It says, and the final riff of the same show is depicted in the video of this. I don't fucking know. This is some sort of weird cyclical thing. Anyways, what I wrote, I wrote three notes. Number one, I'll let the first minute and a half slide because it is a hidden song. It's starting with uh, just people talking is definitely jarring. When you think a CD is over, you're like, who the fuck is talking? When you you just
0: give those voices, like what?
1: I, I think that is, that's funny because I imagine how scared I would be thinking someone is around me talking, but it's just a hidden track. Uh, This song is better than half the album, and they didn't even write it, and it's got a wild sound that I vibe with. I hate (laughs)
0: you so much. That was weird. It's wacky. Just because you have (laughs) money and you can do something doesn't mean you should and this this is what this song is i didn't mind this as a kid but as an adult i'm like this is fucking stupid like and i'm not i I don't i'm not like a a a shitty guy who like shits all over fun and everything like that i know how to have fun with music but just sometimes it's like fucking stop like so i
1: didn't listen to any lyrics though so i don't know how lame those are i was just listening to the music and how crazy things felt
0: Probably more lyrics that probably wouldn't work too well in 2023. Let's say that much.
1: Oh, okay. Well, um, but even to be, to beyond myself. that,
0: though, just this—this this, I don't know. Some of the instrumentals are fine, but everything else about the song fucking sucks. I wrote this too. I, this was just necessary for me. Things co- a corn could have invested in rather than the time, effort, and people for this track. Feed the homeless for a day in your city. Time in rehab. Go go back to fine-tune any weaker tracks on this album. Bitcoin. They could have invented Bitcoin in 1998. Fashionable hats for the entire crew. Giving money to local bands or venues to help them along. Literally any charity. A 24-inch tattoo of Mama Cass Elliot for no reason at all. Paid for someone's college education. Botox. Botox for whatever they do on your penis. Whatever Botox they can do for your asshole. Or give it away to fans with medical bills. They could have done anything with the money they spent for this particular track. they could have kept Justin alive. God damn it. Yeah, they could have it's like, oh, we could have paid this pill That will cure your cancer, but no, yeah. we just we can't release the song if you live.
1: Yeah, Cheech Marin's asking for $200,000 and I mean that's a steal so we're then gonna the,
0: do it. Then the end of the song is him just scream about how rich he is. <laughs> I own you! You two! You three! He he! I don't like that you like this song. That actually, that your score could not disappoint me any more than I feel about you liking this song even a little bit. This was one of the ones I, I thought kn- we're gonna match. I
1: fucking no. knew that at some point you would be pissed about one of my one, if not all of my takes. I'm just really surprised it took the very last a thing secret I said.
0: song. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm curious to know where you put it on your list now. This is too much. This is ridiculous. I'm, God, I'm fuming over here. <laughs> I'm really warm because this is hilarious. All righty then. Well, we're going to wrap it up there because oh, please. I, I need more reason to be angry, apparently, besides just talking about the album. We got to like rank songs, rate records. Thank you very much for making it all the way to the end of the album. If you did, even all the way to the secret track, you shouldn't have to, but uh, appreciate that you've made it to the secret track too. God, my throat's just not doing too well right now. Getting over being sick, so every once in a while I gotta stop before I like go on a fucking hacking spree. But yes, yeah, so let us know what you thought about the album down in the comments below wherever you're listening. Uh, truly appreciate it. And we're very curious to know your opinion because you hear ours. Listen, I'll tell you a very quick review of this album. So, this album uh truly got me into heavy music as a child. Like, I listened to heavy music as a kid, but like this is what like really set me forth on metal. Uh, Though I may be self-deprecating myself and I do a lot of those jokes a lot, I feel I aged better than this album. The A-side is far better than the B-side and what I really liked saved this album from catastrophe.
1: Yes, uh, definitely jumping off that last sentence. They say misery loves company and I left this album miserable. My score was carried by the three songs I liked and would listen to again.
0: I'm very curious about this one because I've what? always I've always said, like, we need more C and D tier albums on the show. So I'm curious, like, if this one could go low. I'm, I'm quite curious, actually.
1: You said you're getting over a sickness. Trust me, once you hear my rankings, you're probably going to get sick all over again. I'm going to
0: get fucking delirious and shit.
1: Probably. Oh, oh yeah. You're going to shut this shit down.
0: Alrighty then, well, let's start ranking songs. We've got to do that part at the very least to begin. So above our head, boom, graphics have changed. There are names, there are numbers, so it's going to be more names, song names to be specific, because we need to go from 14 to 1 on each side. Which song is least favorite to favorite, Uh, worst to best, however you want to look at it. That's what we got to do right now, so yes. Uh, and Andy, is for matches. Oh, God,
1: this is hard. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say... I'm gonna say one to be optimistic, but really deep down in my heart, I think it's a big fat goose egg.
0: Oh, this is I, I think you said that last week though, and we ended up uh, getting like what two, I think it was.
1: But see, then I'm pleasantly happy. We're on the streak, yeah, on the streak I, right now. We I can't don't want to kill it. it on this one.
0: I, I have a feeling we're gonna get at least one. At least yeah. one. I, even before we start recording, I told you probably at least one.
1: Yeah, I think, I think they're going to be higher up in the list. I think all the ones we don't like are going to either be one-offs or, like, a weird orientation. I think the ones closer near the top, maybe the top half, possibly. Uh, but even then, I'm not really optimistic with that one.
0: Let's find out how, how good and or bad it can get. Not matching this one, though, apparently. Song number 14, Earache My Eye. All in the family. Fuck that shit. Okay. Uh, song number thirteen. Uh, what the fuck does that even say? What did I write? Oh, cameltoesis. Uh, children of the corn. I okay. think songs I thought you would have hated more. Mm-hmm. Song number twelve, Justin.
1: Uh, dead bodies everywhere.
0: This is this is bad.
1: This is bad. That's song why I'm 11, not up.
0: Song number eleven, pretty.
1: Reclaim my prize. Place. Place. Reclaim my place. Why did I put prize?
0: i I guess i'll
1: fix it
0: and fix the score while you're at it
1: i'm not doing
0: that song number 10 seed
1: uh camel that
0: was not that good the lyrics should have fucking boosted that one until 13 uh number nine all in the family bbk yeah this is real bad number eight (laughs) children of the corn justin it's gonna be the ones like the top three. That's what I'm saying. Where we're sitting at this point, I think, because that's what I'm saying. We can only before we have four more songs to match, yeah. and I think only one of them. is, like maybe, maybe number seven. It's on seed. Number six. BBK. My gift to you. Well, at least you ranked that one higher than I thought you would have. Uh, number five. Reclaim my place. Uh pretty. It is really it's really gonna come down to the top, eh? We got two songs left. I
1: knew it.
0: Number four, dead bodies everywhere.
1: Uh it's on.
0: Come on. <clears throat> number three, my gift to you. Eric my eye. <laughs> interesting. I fucking despise that your fucking bronze medal. But we might match number one. Who knows? We might match number two and one oh i hope so i hope so uh so it, it rides on this and this is the weird part because uh, i hate being the one in charge of this part number I two, like yelling so yeah i guess i could see you leaning back number two got the life
1: god damn it <laughs> oh my number two is freak on a leash my number one is got the life i for how
0: how got the life uh, is good but freaking the leash is so goddamn good
1: uh, uh, to be quite honest, out of the the two, uh, those two that I've only heard, uh, I always like Bought the Life" more. So that's just me. I think it's the the
0: snappy bass constantly. Corn broke the streak, and it's yeah, funny because the only the only two albums so far in season five where we haven't matched are the anniversary albums. Everything oh. else has had a match on it.
1: Let's stop doing anniversaries. <laughs> we got to celebrate anniversaries.
0: they They're a curse. Technically we got one coming up in a couple of weeks. Wink nudge. God damn it. That one's a little more important though. Uh speaking of important, we gotta find out we're gonna f- f- rate this album. This is oh. where I've I- I'm shocked at everything that's happening right now, and I, I feel like I'm gonna be sick in my fucking stomach. So let's just go ahead and transition screen. Whoosh. righty, then, here's the album rating screen. Oh my goodness, there's so many things to look at, especially the B tier, huh? It's cr- it's crazy and uh this is one of those times where an album that I even grew up with, I hope that doesn't make the fucking beat here. Can I hope it goes lower, <laughs> yes. to be honest? Although, granted, oh. I didn't give it a scathing score, but at the same time, I was hoping. I was hoping. Because we need more c and albums, right? Yep. But why do I feel like it's not going to be this one? And today, obviously, being Korn Follow the Leader, turning 25 years old, where exactly is it going to end up on the list? I don't know. I feel sick to my stomach. Savannah, I've ruined my day, as if you already haven't.
1: Oh, I definitely already have. And that was the point. Um, Now my score is higher than I thought it was going to be. I honestly thought that it was going to be maybe five to 7% lower than it is. But we are nestled firmly in B minus territory with 70.93. That's
0: still not as high as I thought you would have put it. So at least I'm not that angry yeah still angry but not that angry you know?
1: <laughs> that's fine I can take it
0: okay I so think. you got 70.93 you gotta do some math on my calculator uh because I will say as well that I also scored scored it higher than I thought because it like it was the eighth a, a side of the album that really yeah. saved this because uh the bottom ha- uh, Eric my eye. I It's the lowest score I've given a song since Through Her Fucking Eyes by Dream Theater. Which, by the way, your fucking... Shout out to your sweater there. uh, Because I gave Eric Eric my eye 2.5 out of 10 because it was fucking terrible. Oh, my God. I mean, like, bottom half scored badly, but I gave it a 73.21. Okay. So that puts us in firmly the B- minus tier with a 72.07.
1: Oh, it... It fits nicely between Queens of the Stone Age and the Birthday Massacre. Queens of the Stone Age was 71.82 for rated
0: R. Uh. That, that album's better, though.
1: Yeah, does that that hurts you, doesn't it? That you, Everything today, a good today hurts me. And this day. was
0: an album, when I first put this album on the list, like a year ago, like, or at the beginning of the year, I should say, when I was like looking up like, oh, what's turning what age in 2023? I was like, oh, follow the leader. That could be interesting to revisit. Now that we're here, I fucking hate it. it. Wasn't. I can't say that hate it. It's got a good A side. And my gift to you. <laughs> right? oh boy okay whatever yeah that's uh what an interesting episode this has been i even texted you like what a day or two ago it's like yeah. this is going to be an interesting review uh, and it was see yeah Where i guess you? i in, in all the wrong ways but yeah <laughs> Alrighty then corn is indeed a b-tier album or follow the leader is indeed a b-tier album uh People might agree, disagree with us, but we're curious to know what your opinion on that is. Do you agree or disagree with us? How would you rank the songs? Where would you rate the record? By all means, let us know down in the comments below wherever you're listening, because we're very curious and seeing my emotional state right now, I hope this like makes you listen to the album. Tell us about it. T- tell me why I need to chill out. Tell me what. Tell Savannah why she's wrong. I don't really care what you tell us. Just curious to know, right? Make this fun for us, please. <laughs> Tell <laughs> me, Eric, my eye is terrible. Please tell me.
1: <laughs> and, and you know what? Tell me it's terrible as well, because I'll just bask in the fact that everyone is upset with me.
0: Uh, I, don't know. I feel like I can go either way on this one. <laughs> But anyways, thank you very much for tuning in today, regardless of uh, how you feel about our review or the albums. Very much appreciate having you here. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, again, let us know what you thought. Make sure that you uh, also let us know on our socials and all that kind of stuff can be found at ratetherecord.ca. All the streaming links, all the social links, the RTR club, merch, requesting albums, all of that, again, ratetherecord.ca. So make sure that you're going there, bookmarking the link for your phone, or your tablet, your laptop, your PC. It doesn't really matter. Just... Make sure we're bookmarked somewhere, so you're always hanging out with us in some way, shape, or form. Oh, yes, please. And remember, we can only f-
1: take each other's company so much. We need more
0: people. We're approaching close to one hundred, and I keep questioning if we're actually going to make it to one hundred at this point. <laughs> and episodes <laughs> like today are really weakening those chances a little bit. You're on the border. Bully. You're on the border. This episode, con- uh, this show, continuing episode one hundred, it went from a B minus rating to a C plus. It's just, it's <laughs> dropping. <laughs> Oh, boy. But, okay, before we go, though, uh, we do have to give you a little sneak preview of what to expect next week. We only got a few episodes left in the first half of season five, uh, so it's pretty interesting. But next week, Savannah did choose the album, so uh, let's hear what you may or may not have to say about it.
1: Uh, Next week, we have a band who is only together for less than a decade, but broke up because one member is notoriously a huge dickhead.
0: That could be a lot of different guys. Right? Oh yeah,
1: there's a
0: lot of yeah. egotistical shit fucks out there. Yeah. Uh yep. Apparently, Jonathan Davis is not one of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe, oh, together, are we doing Limb Biscuit? I mean, they, they were together for like kind of a decade, and then they broke up, and then got back together for a while. And no one uh, likes Fred Durst.
1: This band has never gotten back together.
0: Ah, that's yeah. no
1: reunions, no nothing. Uh, I I don't want to specify how many years they were together because that might give it away. Um wouldn't yeah, even say but, the year
0: that they were together. Right.
1: They they broke up animosity, um, and one member went off on their own and uh, doing their own thing.
0: So. Ted Nugent.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? One day I'll, I'll pick Ted Nugent. We'll get two songs in, and then just the episode will end. It's so like we can't do this.
0: Because then I'll call him a pedophile and get in trouble for it. He wrote a song called Jailbait. I don't care. He wants to fuck a 13-year-old girl. That's what the lyrics say. Okay. He wrote it. That's anyways weird. not that's talking weird. about ted nugent being a pedophile because we're ending the episode now so once again thank you very much for joining us uh come back next week if you can guess what we're doing if not that's fine go listen to some awesome music in the meantime even if that is corn's follow the leader maybe you uh, really like album. that's fine too it's still an iconic new metal album so go ahead and check it out so until we see you next week go listen to awesome music take care friends
1: <laughs> bye <Bye-bye. laughs>